glad to have you back. Bill Michaels Show. Enjoying the day today. As uh, the Packers continue to get ready for the Minnesota Vikings this weekend, uh, the guy that had a chance to sit down and talk with Zedaria Smith uh, joining us uh, on the hotline, Tyler Dunn from GoLongTD.com, and you can find him at Tyler Dunn over there uh, on Twitter. Tyler, how you been, pal? What's up, Bill? How have you been? Everything's good here down in uh, – actually got down in Jacksonville, Florida for a few days. So, uh, yeah, bop, bopping all over the country here. What are you working on in Jacksonville? You know, it's always a fascinating team this time of year, right? There, there's a little hope in the air. They've got a young quarterback, a, a veteran coach. They're they're trying to, you know, take that quarterback to the next level. It's a theme we see across the league where it can kind of go one direction or, or the other. So they're they're feeling pretty good about Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson and that, and that union down here. So uh, I, I want to get into the story that you got with Zedaria Smith. And I, I, first thing I wanted to ask was because the tone of the, uh, of the story versus what I heard out of him the other day in the media session, uh, uh, two different tenors, I guess. And maybe I could be reading too much into it, but give me the veracity which with, with which he feels, say, the revenge factor for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, so we we chatted. It, it was a while ago. It would have been June, like toward toward the end of OTAs. And he was obviously if people read the story, and I encourage them to do so. Go along tv.com for our subscribers. Unbelievably honest, open. We haven't heard from him, right? I mean, he, he didn't have to to speak with reporters, and the team wasn't saying much about his back situation and why he wasn't playing last year. So it seemed like everybody was trying to piece together the puzzle via. Instagram posts or, you know, maybe a rumor heard here, a rumor heard there, and nobody really knew what was up. And this is a, an all-pro player. This is one of your, you know, linchpin foundational pieces. Um, you know, just screaming off that edge. There weren't many better than Zadarius Smith, uh, those two back-to-back seasons. So, you know, I, I just thought it was a good opportunity to learn a little bit. Let's hear from his, him. Let's get his side of the story on what went down. And, and he was honest. He was open. And, and as he said, like that's why he is – in Minnesota, and there's a lot that goes into it, right? It's no, no secret. I mean, he, he was going to sign with Baltimore. That fell through. Uh, goes to Minnesota, but now that he's a Viking, he absolutely cannot wait to play the Packers, as he put. Did he tell you why the deal in Baltimore fell through? That's one of those topics. I, I wish we had a little bit more time. I was hoping we'd catch up again to, to go down that road, but unfortunately we didn't. You know, we talked a lot about the Packers, a lot about the Vikings, and is up bringing a, a touch as well. So, yeah, unfortunately, I wish we got got more on that. But it, I think it would have been, you know, one of those two teams, right? I mean, he loved Baltimore. Uh, he was – his mentor was Terrell Suggs. I think that, you know, that familiarity definitely helped. But for whatever reason, falls through, goes to Minnesota, and he's – hey, take him at his word, the team at their word. He's healthy. His back's good. He, he had a – as he put a, a quote-unquote, like, bulge. He kind of described it as a bulging disc and his back shaved down, and he believes, you know, year eight, whatever it is, that he's still in peak performance, that he can still be that presence that he was in Green Bay. I mean, it's crazy. It wasn't that long ago. He, he was in Green Bay with, with that free agent class, changing everything we thought about that defense and getting to the NFC Championship game. So if, if it works out for Minnesota, huge if, you know, health and age, and, you know, let's see how it all comes together. But if it works out, I mean, not only did you add – 
somebody that can get 13, 14 sacks and 50, 60 pressures, but you're taking that presence away from the team you have to get past. So, so much of this rivalry kind of traces back to Zadarius Smith and, and what he can do at, his, at this point of his career. So uh, other than just like, you know, not talking to him in the hallways, uh, you know, he kind of made the statement that he just didn't feel like he was treated very well. Was was it something that happened uh, because he made it sound like, well, something happened in the weight room when he was working out, getting ready for the season. And then the disc happened and all of a sudden he was almost ostracized. Uh, is that a good way to put it? That's the the perfect way to put it. You know, it. If you take him at his word, he, he wasn't upset about contract stuff. And, you know, we all saw the tweet after the captains were announced. He, he's told me that, he, that that wasn't the source of his frustration, his anger, that it was it all came back to the Packers wanting him to play and Zadarius Smith wanting to have surgery. I mean, he went out there. He, he get, had the procedure done by the same person who fixed up Rob Gronkowski, fixed up Jason Pierre-Paul. You know, that was early in both of their careers, and they ended up having – long careers so you know he didn't want surgery he, he said he heard that word it's like whoa what what the hell surgery on my back I mean, we all hear back surgery you know in life and god I, it, it just scares you to death but you know they told me yeah, well, we're gonna shave this down and he made that decision to do it it sounds like the team wasn't happy with it and let's not forget i mean he did play he came back in the playoffs like he if they win against San Francisco, right, if the special teams doesn't do what it does, and if the offense can produce anything, I mean, that defense did enough to win. He had a sack that game. He, he, he wanted to play. He wanted to put his back on the line at that point, and he did for the games that mattered, uh, and they lost. So it's just great. I mean, there's so many different ways to look at it. I mean, I, it, it seems like Packer fans are, are very emotional about hearing from Zadarius Smith. I get it. You know, he's – You've seen this play out with Greg Jennings, Brett Favre. It's not the first time somebody went from Green Bay to Minnesota, but uh, that's what makes sports fun. I mean, it's all about this stuff. I mean, I don't want to see jersey swaps. I don't want to see everybody hugging and loving. I mean, this is why we love football. The Packers and the Vikings going at it with a player who was at one team, you know, help change that culture, help change that defense, and now he's trying to do it in Minnesota. If you, if you love football, this game is for you. The, uh, the 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 question I have, and the Packers notorious for being very much on the side of the player when it comes to their health and well-being. Right. And I would right. love to know, and I don't know if this question came up or not, I would love to know if he was just told by Doc McKenzie, you know what, just take a few weeks off, it'll be fine. Uh, because McKenzie, as we all know, is an unbelievably cautious doctor, and instead he sought the second opinion to say, no, 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 you got to get surgery. That's a great point, Bill. I mean, that was one of the first thoughts that crossed my mind, too. I mean, we've seen it with several players on on the Packers being cautious, being conservative. And for for whatever reason, there was a big disagreement behind the scenes. And uh, I doubt the Packers are just going to come out at press conferences and say, all right, play by play. You know, here's here's went went down. I mean, it's a, and you see this everywhere. It's injuries in football is such a personal personal situation where only the player really knows what they're feeling can really weigh out their options in terms of long-term security for their families, for themselves. And Hey, I know I'm, I it. look, I tend to be pro player in most situations. These are the guys out there, you know, risking their brains, jiggling around in a skull and they could be affected 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road playing this game. I mean, this is, there, mm-hmm. there's nothing like this in the world playing professional football. So 
Yeah, it was making a lot of money. Yeah, but guess what? This is personal health, the personal decision, and I will never ever fault the guy for looking out for for his health. Right? We, we look at look at some right. of these players down the line. Um, yeah, so, well, yeah, we it, all saw him in the game one situation. too. We we all saw him in game one. He was not effective in game one of the season. He right. clearly looked like something was wrong. I, I just yeah. I, I just find it, you know, interesting if the Packers just thought that he needed some rest versus a second or third opinion that said, no, you got to do surgery and then the option to do that. Uh, I, you know, I, but that to me should not draw the shunning, so to speak, as he described in the in the hallways uh, of 1265. On the other hand, the Green Bay Packers going into Minneapolis, look, uh, I, this is the second time in the history that they've actually gone into Minneapolis week one. This is going to be an incredibly hostile environment, an amped-up environment. Zedaria Smith is amped up. Uh, the Packers coming in without Devontae Adams and a lot of question marks about the offense. Neither side really played a lot of starters. Both have question marks. Give me your thoughts on this contest come Sunday. You, if, you know what? I, I think we'll put out some season predictions uh, at go-along. And I, I'm going to pencil the Packers in for the Super Bowl. I, I love how they rebuilt this team. You had to change something up, right? I mean, we've seen them bash their heads against the wall every January. So, yeah, you lose Devontae Adams. You know, tr- try to drag teams out into the back alley and beat the hell out of them for a change. I, I, I just love how they kind of built from the inside out and, and really double down there. But week one, as they're trying to figure out this offense and, yeah, I mean, how these weapons are all going to kind of fit together. You're on the road. That, that crowd in Minnesota is going to be nuts. You know, we have a big series up on how Kevin O'Connell – has kind of moved beyond the Mike Zimmer days, which were uglier than most think. Um, I, I think it's going to be tough for Green Bay in, in this singular game. I mean, they've they've they lost their last year. They've had some trouble there in the past. So I'd almost maybe lean Vikings for this game. But over the long haul, I think Green Bay kind of figures it out as the season goes along, and, and they're in good shape when they need to be. I'm 100% with you. I, I don't have a feel, good feeling about this game. I, it's not that I would be shocked if the Packers came out and just rolled offensively. Uh, but I, to me, I think what we're not talking about is the challenge of all the weaponry that the Vikings have to put pressure on a defense that not only played well last year but has been upgraded. And for the starting 11, the starting 12 is extremely good. And, and I want to see what the Vikings are capable or not capable of doing in the first real test for this defense and seeing all these guys on the field for the very first time. No no doubt. I mean, let's not forget how things started last year in Jacksonville, where I'm at right, right? now against New Orleans. Uh, who would have thought that that was a team that get the number one seed and you know, win 13 games again and it looked like they looked by November, December, I, I think that the Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekinds, and even Aaron Rodgers, they know it's a marathon. They know it's going to be ugly for a bit. You're incorporating a lot of young receivers. You're working Bakhtiari back. You're working in some rookies on defense. But in the long haul, personnel-wise, I think they're set up to win how you have to win that time. You're, I, we're all obsessed with the quarterbacks and shootouts. And, hey, that 13 seconds game at Arrowhead, hey, that was fun. You know, it was a good time to watch. But it, Look at how these games are really won in the playoffs. You still need to be physical. You still need to punch a team in the mouth. And too many years the Packers just haven't had that kind of personnel. And it seems like overall they do, even though this whole Zedaria Smith thing went south fast. 
So uh, give me your thoughts on some of the bigger storylines around the NFL, because I, I wanted to get in with, to you with this as well, because obviously, you know, will Cincinnati be able to even get back to the playoffs with the jinx that it is? If you lose the Super Bowl, you tend not to find your way back to the playoffs. Can L.A. repeat? Will Tom Brady be all of that in the bag of chips? Is Mike McCarthy fired at the end of the season? Uh, the quarterback situation, obviously, in, uh, in Cleveland, we followed all offseason. I mean, give me some of the other storylines you're looking at. Those are the juicy ones. You know, start there with Cincinnati. We're not talking about this team nearly enough. You know, I get it. The Bills are the Super Bowl favorite. They've got the MVP favorite. Everybody in West New York where I live is going bonkers for this team and, and can't wait. It's, it's weird. I mean, everybody at NFL Network picked them to win the Super Bowl. But Cincinnati's got to be sitting there saying, what the hell? We're the team that mm-hmm. turned Patrick Mahomes into a, a, a pile of putty in that second half where he couldn't do anything. I mean, his quarterback rating was 12 in the second half. So give me those DBs. Give me... Tidabe Ouzier, and heck, even Eli Apple, Von Bell, get Jesse Bates back. This is a group in the secondary that knows how to take on these pyrotechnic offenses. I mean, there's the off, the arms race in the AFC was unprecedented. So give me the secondary that's proven that they, they, they can shut that down or at least contain all these weapons. I think Cincinnati can break that curse. They've got the quarterback, obviously, and bar an injury, um, they're really good up front on the offensive line. They should be. I mean, they retooled that whole group. I, yeah, I, I just, it's weird to me. Maybe it's a small market team. Maybe it's history. We, we should be just writing off these Super Bowl losers. But I think the Cincinnati Bengals, they're, they're in that game against Green Bay in the Super Bowl right now in my book. Good stuff as always, Tyler. They can read your stuff at golongtd.com. Find you on uh, at Tyler Dunn over on, uh, on Twitter as well. Anything else uh, that's uh, intriguing that we need to know about coming up? Hey, you know what? For all the, the Packer fans out there, we Bob McGinn is, is back with us uh, for this season. So he's got like a, a minimum 10-part series wrapping up his 43 years of uh, studying the tape, covering the Packers. It, the first part's up today for subscribers. So, yeah, check it out. It's kind of cool looking back and really seeing how special a guy like Sterling Sharp was, for example. I, I think a lot of folks out there in Wisconsin will like that. Good stuff as always, pal. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Thanks so much, Bill. Always appreciate you. All right, buddy. There you go. Tyler Dunn. GoLongTD.com. At Tyler Dunn over on Twitter. Find his stuff there. Really good stuff. And uh, some interesting thoughts coming out of Zadarius Smith, who just last week when he met with the media and we heard a lot of his comments, he wasn't going to, you know, kind of dance, so to speak, on the fact that he's a Minnesota Viking and that he's coming after the Green Bay Packers, just saying he has a lot of respect for those guys and kept it kind of copacetic. And then you find out that, yeah, there is a little bit bubbling below the surface. He's got that little extra snarl. There's going to be uh, – I'm not going to say that he's hitting Aaron Rodgers to take him out of the game, but there is going to be some oomph to his game and his fire and his adrenaline and his energy at U.S. Bank Stadium come this Sunday. No doubt about it. Um, well, you know what? Good question, Ben. We'll ask this question when we come back in regards to Zedaria Smith. Good question. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pindell, a uh, manufacturing and machining company right here in the state of Wisconsin in our own backyard. That is Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com, Pindell.com, Pindell.com, and uh, and check them out. They're, uh, they're good people. And if you're looking for a career, not just a job, but a career, they're hiring, and they pay well, they have great benefits, and they, they, they educate you along the way. So if you want to even move on, build your own company. 
they're they're, they're like, look, hey, uh, the more the merrier and the be- bigger the better. And the better people they get, the better off they are. And they continue to grow. That's Pindell. Go to Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L dot com, Pindell dot com, right here in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Next weekend uh, up in Tomahawk, Wisconsin. I've been up there when it was 35 and flurries, and I've been up there when it was 75 and sunny. I'm rooting for the 75 and sunny, but we all know eventually it's going to get cool. And there is no time, no time like the present than to uh, call our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com to the website or call them 855-PELLA-WI. No better window, no better entry door system. The patio doors are fantastic. And coming up here in a few weeks, actually, I'm going to do a video as they install my last patio door, the last window, the last thing to be replaced here in the uh, in the home, and give you a good look at what it is they do. And uh, just good people. Our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, um, just good stuff. But it makes your home more economical. It makes it more beautiful, more eye-appealing, curb appeal. Out, outdoor as far as the uh, trim goes, indoor as far as the trim goes, different hardware, different types of windows, roll screens on the inside of the windows or outside blinds. I mean, just so many different options and so many different pricing options as well. Go to PellaWI.com and uh, see for yourself what I've been talking about and what I enjoy every day. Every day. I mean, I, you know, whether it's sliding out through the patio door, heading out to the tiki bar to, to grab a beverage right off of the kitchen or, you know, downstairs come this uh, this fall in the great room as the fires are built and it's nice and warm and toasty there because the new patio door got rid of the old metal door. So uh, just regardless, I, I believe in them and I've been promoting them for a long, long time. That's Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Uh, good stuff there. Um, let's do this. Uh couple of things I wanted to get to uh, over in the email inbox. This one's from uh, Joe. Joe says, um, this is uh, this is Mark Antanasio's time to shine. He should step up to the plate. Uh, and then he's got in parentheses, pardon the pun. He said, I think that this team is doomed. The rest of the season is doomed. Let's just scrub it now and get it over with and begin working on 2023. I feel that the Brewers have an opportunity to make a few big deals, a few big trades to show that the fan show the fans that they're doing something in the positive light. Uh, Joe, you want to blow it up? How are you going to blow it up? How are you going to blow it up? You know, I, I I don't I don't know what to tell you. You can't you can't just dump. You're not going to get much, if anything, for Christian Yelich. Four ninety nine or not, you're not going to at this at this point. You know, I, I mean, you start with some of the bigger salaries. You figure out what you need, what you don't need, and then you kind of fill those spaces in. I think what you need to do more than anything is really pay attention free agent market 
and via trade in some way, shape, or form to fill some of the holes that have been glaring and we've been discussing for quite some time now. I mean, that's just that. That's it. Uh, let's go to uh, Matt LaFleur at the podium right now. Can we do that, Ben? So is that Donatello, Matt LaFleur? a 3-4 yeah. guy now? Has he been influenced with time with Fazio? And can you see, do you anticipate that this Sunday? Yeah, I would say so. I think, you know, uh, you just look at his background. He's been a D coordinator in this league. Obviously, he was here. Um, but he, he's been with Vic for a long time throughout his, the course of his career. So, you know, you never quite know what to expect week one. But I would say if they go base defense, that would probably be their base. I'm sure we'll get some some packages that have three outside backers on, on the field. We could potentially get... You know, a 6-1 package, I, I don't know. It just, that is the beauty, I think, with the system. It's very similar to our system. Um, there's a lot of carryover there. Uh, I'm sure they'll have add, added their own wrinkles, but um, it is, it definitely, from an offensive perspective, it it, it gives you, uh, it keeps you a little bit off balance because you're not quite sure what to expect in terms of how are they going to match personnel and whatnot. He won't be listed at anything today, um, but he will be on the injury report with a, we don't have to list today, do we? He's yeah, so he's, he will not be practicing um, today. You know, he, he got stepped on last week, and um, so that's where we're at with him. Is there a way to alleviate growing pains with an offense in a season opener? Is there like a tried and true method for that? Alleviate growing pains? Yeah. And I think it's just more or less you got to get out there and you got to do it. And I think one way to feel confident about what you're doing out there is, is having a great week of preparation so you can go play fast and free. And certainly there, there's challenges on both sides in, in regards to uh, unscouted looks and um, – you know, every year's a new year in this league. So uh, it's, it's a lot of it is who can adjust the fastest and, and execute the best. And I think one thing just from my experience in this league is week one is always really amped up. And then you're talking about a, a North Division rival, the, a, a team that has incredible talent. I got a lot of respect for the coaches over there. I know a, a lot of those guys personally. Um and so I, I just think it's it's one of the most hostile environments that we play in every year. Um, so hopefully our Packer fans will show up in droves and um, support us. I don't suspect you're going to tell us, so I'm not asking it in that way, but do you, do you know who your starting line is for Sunday? Uh, maybe. Maybe, okay. I guess the, the, the reason I'm asking is, will those guys have enough reps together? I mean, it's, it's one unit, obviously. Is there enough? reps do you think for those guys to play as one there's never enough reps so but we feel good about our guys our guys are experienced and you know um we're gonna put the best five out there and try to put them in the best position possible however that may be knowing that we're going up against a really good defensive line they've got a couple great pass rushers so um and then you add in the inability to probably here on most of the snap counts so it, it, it'll be a great test for our guys to see where we're at for the moment, your depth chart has Jenkins at right tackle if he's healthy enough. It helps he can play just about anywhere on the line. What do you like about him specifically there, or is it just a matter of getting the best five wherever you can? 
you said it. Uh, I feel like I s- said this a lot of times, but um, yeah, however we can get our best five out there, we'll put them wherever we need. Uh, certainly when you have a player of Elton's caliber, uh, that gives that frees you up and gives you a lot of flexibility to put to truly put the best five out there. So, um, but we'll see where it, where it kind of goes as the week progresses. Not to revisit last year's opener, we've talked about it, but having this year's opener be a divisional opponent, like you said, did that kind of cause you to, to reevaluate anything going into this opener because division games do carry a, a certain weight? And, and do, you, do you have a, a feeling for how prepared this team is going into week one? Yeah, no, that we definitely put a ton of thought into that, and I think I've talked to you guys at length about it before in terms of just what is the right answer. Well, the right answer is whatever works. So um, I, I do think the majority of their guys, if you look at their roster, and uh, they're in a similar spot as us. They didn't play the majority of, of their big-time starters, and, um, and we didn't either. So it's going to be who can go out there and the best did that four quarters practice that, that you had last week did that maybe come from doing something different to to keep them sharp yeah absolutely i just wanted to get a feel kind of where we were from a conditioning standpoint and to test them mentally and so um there was a lot of great things that came from it and then there was a lot of things that you're like whoa we, got, we better clean this up before uh our next game you want to share those things no <laughs> Sammy said on Monday that you can sort of tell, like in the offseason, based on the vibe of the locker room, how far do you go, and that this one feels special. Do you get that sense? Can you tell this early on? Yeah, I think that's tough to say right now. I think that we feel really good about the people in the, the locker room, not only as football players, but as men. And I think we've had that, I mean, the, the whole time we that I've been here. Um, it's been a great locker room, and that's such a great credit to those to the men in that locker room, but also to Goody and his staff of bringing us, you know, high character people because it always starts with the people. And um, you know, I think that uh, you know you find out what you're all about in times of adversity, and we haven't faced a ton of adversity, uh, you know, in, in the three years here. So. Um, you know, I, I think as the season progresses, we'll, we'll find out where we're at. Matt, does it feel any different than the previous three years? Does this team feel any different to you? Yeah, it feels a lot different. I think every year is a new year, and certainly there's a lot of new faces, a lot of new coaches, and new roles, responsibilities. And um, so, yeah, it, it absolutely feels different, but it's one that I, I feel confident in the guys in that locker room. You guys know how disruptive Zedarius can be out there. What's the challenge of facing someone like that right out the gate, especially considering he might have some extra dudes going up against his former team? Yeah, I'm sure he will. Uh, he's he's one of the premier pass rushers in this league, and um, you know he's a challenge because he presents problems on the outside, and his versatility as a as a player where they can kick him inside and uh, match him up over guards or centers or wherever uh, they want to put him. Um, no, he's just, he's an elite level player in this league. And anytime you're going up against that, and then you got Hunter on the other side from him potentially. And, uh, that does, it causes for some, uh, reckless nights. Matt Zadarius said after his back injury last year, he was quote unquote treated badly here. You know, I guess, what, how did you envision, how did you view that? You know, what, what, what would you respond to that? Yeah, no, I think that, again, I, I respect the crap out of uh, Z as a player. He, he busted his butt, did a lot of great things. Uh, I think we may have a different perspective of 
how things transpired. So I'll just leave it at that. Have you announced the guys who the captains will be um, headed into week one? And if so, can you share them? Yeah, no, we just took the, the votes today, and I'll let you guys know after I tell the team. For you, um, what, what's week one like for you? I'm sure every game there's anxiety. It's probably way overblown term, but, I mean, there's a great unknown every week one, isn't there? Of a, what exactly you have, isn't there? Yeah, I think so, but I think you just got to try to stay in the moment, enjoy it. Uh, it's it's exciting time, um, certainly. Any any chance you get to be a part of the National Football League is exciting. But when you talk about love going into a hostile environment like Minnesota and hear the that annoying horn that they like to blow um, in the skull chant, it just it creates for um, the team to really stay together. And it's kind of the guys on that sideline, the guys in that locker room versus the entire stadium so hopefully it'll 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 bring us even closer together how much of an additional challenge i don't know we'll see if, if uh joe mckillop has that plan for us how much of an additional challenge is it preparing for a week one when you're facing a new staff where maybe grand they they have backgrounds but they're you've but it's still a debut does it make it any more difficult to, difficult to prepare yeah absolutely i think uh the tendency anyways is to overanalyze and I know I've watched a lot of tape from different situations and um, but at the end of the day you got to kind of think back to some of the things that you do well and and ultimately it's about our players feeling confident in the plan and then going out there and executing so whether it's offense defense or special teams that that's what we got to do and and it always comes back to to you and, and, and the way you prepare and um, hopefully you got enough adjustments because there are going to be unscouted looks that that come up within the, the course of week one and it really quite frankly the first few weeks of the season um, and you, gotta, you just got to be ready to adjust. Two more please. Matt does it seem strange to you at all or feel strange that you're the longest tenured coach now in the division and I think there's only three in the conference that have been around at least in their current spots, longer than you? No. Not really. I haven't thought about it till now. When you were in- There you go. That's uh, Matt LaFleur kind of winding things down in his presser, from uh, which is live, which is going on now. Um, I, there's a couple of things there to nosh on when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. You know, if you're going to be heading uh, out this weekend, catching some of the games, you may want to do one in the afternoon or evening. Nice victory cigar in hand. Could be the nice ash downtown Waukesha, Wisconsin, 323 West Main Street. Uh, terrific place. Music on the weekends, entertainment Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But just a good kind of relaxing place. Have a nice beverage, good cigar, hookah, cigar, hookah, either way. Or nothing at all. Just go in and check out the atmosphere and some of the great people that go there. That's uh, the uh, thenicash.com. Thenicash.com. Um, 
So Matt LaFleur now talking about, uh, you know, obviously going into Minnesota. Some of the some of the things that I guess came out of that, that one is he knows what the starting lineup is going to be for the offensive line. Won't tell us. Shocking. Shocking news. Yeah, not happening. Uh, the second piece of this is he let it drop that Alan Lazard got stepped on last week, and that's the reason he will be at practice but not practicing but uh, whether it's maybe an ankle sprain or something to that effect, we don't know. But he didn't elaborate. He won't tell us whether or not he, he believes he should be ready to go, but wants to give him a little more time to rest, but doesn't is not giving away any secrets at all. None. Zero. Zip. Nada. Also, which I had to nod my head and say right on, was when he said it's going to be a great atmosphere, U.S. Bank Stadium, uh, when they're blowing that, quote, annoying horn. Um, yeah. I hate that horn. I just do. <laughs> I hate that horn. So, that being said, uh, he also talked about, you know, the atmosphere, the the, the raucous, rowdy crowd. Uh, and he's hoping that Packers fans travel well, too on this first game of the regular season. But Matt LaFleur will not announce the starting five up front. He will not say whether or not Alan Lazard will or will not go. Uh, Only the fact that he got stepped on. And then he did confirm that the horn at U.S. Bank Stadium is annoying. Uh, There was some discussion about Zadarius Smith, obviously. This is what he had to say about Zadarius in the matchup. Matt Zadarius said after his back injury last year, he was quote-unquote treated badly here. You know, I guess, what, how did you envision, how did you view that? You know, what, what, what would you respond to that? Yeah, no, I think that, again, I, I respect the crap out of uh, Z as a player. He, he busted his butt, did a lot of great things. Uh, I think we may have a different perspective of how things transpired. So I'll just leave it at that. That's it. Respect him, but I'm going to leave it at that. Zedarius felt like he could have been talked to a little bit more, a little more concern could have been paid to his back and his situation. Instead, it was not. And that's one of the reasons he, to this day, carries the chip on his shoulder. So now we'll wait and see if all of that adrenaline, angst, anger, revenge, whatever you want to call it, is extracted upon the Green Bay Packers or if the Packers are able to stave off the uh, the the stalwart threat of Zedarius Smith. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. I know uh, we went a little bit long in the last segment. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Got a lot more to get to and some phone calls to get to as well. Don't forget uh, uh, our guys from Pro Football Focus coming up after the top of the hour. Uh, we'll get into that as well and talk a little bit, not only about the Green Bay Packers matchup, but we'll talk a lot about the matchup to, uh, you know around uh, Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus around the rest of the NFL as well. Uh, the lines and such, the betting lines, all that kind of stuff. We're going to talk about that coming up after the top. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers back on the practice field getting ready for the Vikings. Matt LaFleur admits that, like other teams, they've been working on a game plan for Minnesota for a while now. There's been a lot of things, I think, around the league. I'm sure there's a lot of game planning that's already kind of transpired prior to today, and I know we're kind of in that boat right now, so... You know, it's definitely given us an opportunity to get a jump on some of the things we might want to do in a game. The Vikings have a lot of new faces, a new GM, new coaches, new players. But Packers inside linebacker Devontae Campbell says the Vikings have got plenty of good players returning from last year's roster as well. Yeah, they are some talented players, you know, even at the quarterback position. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He knows how to get the ball out of his hands quick. So it's going to be a tough challenge, especially with a, a new offense. We don't really know what they expect, so... We just got to go out, read our keys, and and just play ball. The Vikings' new head coach, 37-year-old Kevin O'Connell, is trying to change the environment for his players, like shifting the practice schedule to match Sunday's kickoff at 325. Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. I think, it's, I think it was good today. We tried to simulate a halftime and, uh, again, make it more like the real thing, I think was the focus, and that's what we tried to do. We were going to be at 325 today just to simulate what it would be. Uh, ended up having some extra time, so I moved it up. That's the Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Mm-hmm. Going to be out on the road this week. A lot. Whoa. This week weekend and coming up. <laughs> what was that? That was a, uh, I, I was sitting here and uh, I'm, I'm actually texting back and forth with Mike Clemens as we speak because Mike was asking me about the road trip coming up. And I told him, I said, hey, our hotel is secure. I was letting him know about the rooms. He's like, well, that's okay. I've got to, I'm staying with a friend. I said, okay, great. So I can cancel one of the rooms and we've got some charity people going. And he said, uh, we were talking about dinner and eating and such and, I said, most likely, because I'm not coming over until Sunday morning. I said, so my breakfast is going to be quick trip on the road. And he says, so no manis on Saturday night. I said, unfortunately not. I know Paul Charchian's reached out to me, too. And he said, I'm looking for another reason to go to Manny's. Give me a call if you're coming to town. So I told, told him to call Mike. And uh, Mike said, you know, which would you rather have, a steak from Manny's or uh, something out of the hot oven from quick trip? And uh, and for those that know me, I, Manny's is fantastic. It, it's one of the best steakhouses I've ever been to in my life, and I love it. Uh, but I said, you know, just I'm trying to watch all the, you know, stuff that I'm eating. I said, so I'm probably going to grab something healthy from <laughs> Quick Trip. And I was sitting here thinking to myself, mm, mm, I can't wait for Sunday morning to grab a couple things from Quick Trip, throw a big sweet tea in the car, and off I go as I'm driving. And just then I looked down and the next spot, the next live read for me was the ad lib for Quick Trip. So that's why I was doing that. Sometimes, Ben, timing is everything, man. It's not about what you think. It's about just the timing of it all. So. It's a good read. Good read. Uh, so that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about going to Quick Trip uh, Sunday morning, getting up. I'm actually going to stop in, uh, in Chippewa Falls. Or in uh, Eau Claire, actually. I got to drop off the uh, the trailer that has my motorcycle in it. And I'm going to leave that at a friend's house. Because I don't want to drag it all the way into the city of Minneapolis. 
and then try to park it and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to drop it off, uh, go in that morning, uh, set up the show over at the Ewing Hotel, go to the stadium, back to the Ewing to do the postgame show, and then tear it all down and then leave. I'm going back into Eau Claire because that's where I'm spending the night. So I'm there ready to go for the uh, for the show on Monday morning and Chippewa Falls and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so then... Yeah, picking up the trip. So anyway, I just I, I was kind of going through the details of what what this weekend's going to hold, and uh, one of my thoughts was, oh, well, I'm going to be eating dinner at Quick Trip quite a bit as I'm on the road a lot. But I, I don't mind it. I love it. Uh, I love it. Did you gloss over Clemens and Charchian getting dinner together? Is that happening? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it will or not. I, I, you know, Mike. Uh, Mike's got like friends. Mike's got these what I would call him these embedded reporters in every city that he just knows somebody who knew somebody who's a friend of somebody he knew back, you know, and he, and I'm like, do you need a place? No, I'm good. I got a friend here. I got a friend there. So I don't know if he's doing dinner or not. I, I told him though, charge is asking. So if he wants to go to dinner with charge, he can. Now the last time Mike was at Manny's, I believe was during the Super Bowl in Minneapolis and that was when, if you remember back, in the Minneapolis Star Tribune, my, we were sitting in the back room. We were having dinner. And this back room, I guess, is in high demand. But Paul, uh, our guide, Paul, he's who's well-connected, as connected as anybody in that town, uh, had gotten the back private room. And there were two people that wanted the private dining space, one being Tom Brady and the other one being Justin Timberlake. And they actually, over them, they put Paul Charchi in an art group back in the corner, which means they had to eat out in the general populace. And I guess Brady went upstairs or something to a private area. Uh, but uh, Timberlake, uh, with his entourage of people, and I'm talking big, burly dudes who guard him, sat in the middle of the restaurant. And Mike looks over his shoulder as we're eating through the door, and he's like, "That that's Justin Timberlake. And we all kind of went, you know, and the girls that were with us were like, oh, my God. And they went running over there just to like do a lap around the restaurant to make sure it was him. So Mike said, I'll be right back. Mike had this old, like the original iPhone. Um, it was it, it was an old iPhone and the lens was not very good or anything. But Mike went over to the bar area and took a picture of Justin Timberlake eating. What was noticed by one of Justin Timberlake's guys who comes over and he says, you can't do that, you know, so Mike had to leave. But Mike posted that picture, which was then grabbed by um, the Minneapolis Star Tribune, <laughs> who's, you know, under the headlines of Justin Timberlake now in town because he was the halftime show, remember. Uh, and it also then in the underscore said one of the worst photographs ever taken by a media member. <laughs> <laughs> so because it was this cloudy you know, it was almost like there was a fog in the restaurant kind of cloudy scratchy lens of this old iphone that mike inherited from his daughters from years gone by because mike never had a cell phone that was mike's first cell phone and he just refused to get one for the longest time until he flat out needed it now he's upgraded mike's got a, a whole new cell phone he's he's all fired up but so he said one of the worst pictures taken by a media member ever and attributed it to my, to Mike. But it was our guy. It was Mike Clements who broke the story first that uh, 
you know, Justin Timberlake, not only did he arrive in Minneapolis, he left from the airport straight to Manny's. That's how good Manny's is. So if you're going into Minneapolis, if you haven't made reservations already, you might be out of luck. But uh, I can't recommend Manny's enough. Manny's is a great place to eat. And who knows, you may see Paul Charchi and Mike Lemons and the gang over there, and you can go take pictures of them, I guess. Might be the best <laughs> way to do it. Fun but, football game, too, that uh, that yeah. weekend. Yep. Yes, it was. We had a, we had a good time. That was when um, Stephen A. Smith and uh, got into it. They, there was like some arguments going on, and then the uh, the one guy who had gotten fired from a Houston state or from a Philly station, Josh Ennis. Oh yeah, yes, I remember and that. They got into a fight, like right next to us, and Stephen A. Smith got into it. Oh, it was right there on Radio Row. Oh, it was, it was like people. I'm on the air, and people are like being separated. So, oh yeah, that was uh, that was a whole other incident that took place at that period of time. So yeah, that was that was another one. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, he's going to join us. That's coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.